So today on this episode, I'm with Dr. John Williams. He's the Director of Music at St. Lawrence College. So let's get into this episode right now. Welcome back to Open Doors at St. Lawrence College, the podcast where we speak to staff, pupils, parents and the school's alumni about education in a co-ed boarding and day school. Come with us as we get into this episode right now. John, great to have you here on this episode of the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well, thank you, Simon. Thank, thank you for asking. Uh, well, it's it's great to talk to you. I've been looking forward to this because music is something I've always been interested in since I was a boy myself. Uh, but this podcast is not about me; it's about the school and it's about you. Um, so let's just dive into it. You're the director of music. What does that actually mean? Well, I have responsibility for all uh, musical things that happen. Uh, obviously, we we do. Um, a lot of music lessons in class and things like that. So all of that comes under my um, overview. But also, obviously, we do a lot of music performance in various contexts throughout the school year uh, with concerts and chapel and productions and all that sort of thing. So, I, again, I, I have kind of oversight over that as well. Um, so I'm, I manage one, one other colleague in the department and, of course, I have a team of visiting music teachers as well. So we're, we're, we're a merry bunch, but we're, you know, we... we you know, we, 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 we play, a, I like to think we play a big role in the school. Oh, I'm sure that you do. I'm sure that you do. Um, now, you haven't been at the school for too long, have you? No, no, I only joined the, the school in September. I've known the school for a while because my predecessor, uh, Mr. Bowyer, was, has been a friend, a former colleague uh, from a previous job. So I, I kind of knew the, 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 the lie of the land, but, uh, but in terms of day to day, yes, in September, really. Mm, okay, so so what were you doing beforehand then? I'm just being nosy now. Uh, well, indeed. Well, um, in terms of teaching, um, I've been teaching since the early 2000s. Um, I was at originally at Chatham Grammar School for Boys up in the Medway. And then uh, I became head of music at Sir Roger Manwood School in Sandwich. And I was there for about 10 years. And then I went on to uh, Simon Langton Girls School in Canterbury as a uh, as director of music there and then I uh, went part-time actually I actually decided to combine teaching with um, singing because uh, I was a lay clerk at Canterbury Cathedral and um, also uh, starting some research so I was, that's the point at which I start looking at my PhD and uh, looking at that so I was that took up quite a bit of my time um, uh, so I actually ended up back at Manwood's as, as assistant to my old assistant in the music department there. And, and then I went to Dane Court, uh, where I was teaching again part-time until two years ago. Last year, I spent uh, time combining with uh, short, short stints of teaching in various places, and then, uh, but also conducting choirs and singing and doing lots of, lots of musical things, basically. So... Uh, so a broad, a broad, uh, a broad range of interests and uh, experience, I think. So some of your time is spent in schools up until now, but some of your time spent not in, not in schools, but still in the world of music. Then, indeed, yeah, yeah. Well, I've been, I'm say, I've been a singer. I've been very much involved in church music, and particularly cathedral music, over many, many, many years. Um, uh, when I was a, a student at Durham University, back in the 1850s I was a um, uh, I was a choral scholar in the cathedral choir there and 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 I left there to come to Canterbury actually as lay clerk in the early 90s and so I've been involved in Canterbury Cathedral on and off for 30 something years now 34 years and uh, but I've also been at Rochester Cathedral as well and um, but I've also been 
I'm, I direct um, Dover Choral Society and I also conduct another choir in Liminge in, um, called Cantores Dominique in, in Liminge near Folkestone. So, uh, so yeah, busy okay, life. I see. Yeah. And when you say um, uh, cathedral music, then I'm guessing you're talking about the likes of Talis and Bird and... Well, indeed. Okay. Yeah. And, well, Thomas yeah. Tallis was one of my predecessors, actually, because he was also a lay clock at Canterbury Cathedral. Oh, was he really? In, I didn't the, know that. Back in the 16th century, yeah. So, right. uh, so I, I feel I feel feel connected to him. <laughs> but You'll yeah, have to arrange a forty-part motet in that case. <laughs> well, indeed, <laughs> I've done that one a few times. Yeah. But yeah. No, it's, it's it's exactly. So basically, the lay clerks were people who are professional singers, professional musicians who um, come and sing in the cathedral choir every day basically um and um you know and are involved in lots of other things like broadcasts and cds and tours and all that sort of thing so i've i've traveled the world and i've and i've you know must have made about 30 or 30 odd commercial cds and stuff over the years gosh amazing it really is now john i'm no director of music but i do recall the the exact moment and how old i was i, I was 13 and a half when i i fell in love with at least classical music um, and, and I remember what I was doing and I remember the music that I played as well. Uh, is, is that the same kind of thing that happened for you or was it a gradual love of music that happened when you were younger? Well, I think it, it goes way back this. I mean, my parents um, were, oh, well, my, um, my dad's passed away, but my mum's still going. And uh, they're both very keen on music and, uh, you know, just are great music lovers, both singers, of course. I think I inherited that. Um, but we always used to have, records and stuff lying around at home and um so actually I, I do remember as quite a young lad listening to things like Pier Gint and and uh Elgar marches and things like this just records that were lying around at home it wasn't stuff that I went out and bought you know it's just things that were there it's like reading the books you know you know I always think kids really benefit from coming from a house where there's lots of books because then we'll pick up the books and read them and so so and it was like that with music for me I was also um, put on to uh, piano lessons at an early age. So I started playing the piano at the age of six or seven or something like that. And uh, we had a piano at home. And of course, dad was a vicar. So of course, I got uh, uh, roped into the church choir and the and playing the organ eventually. And, uh, you know, so, you know, I suppose I've been always been in sort of front of an audience all my life, really. But so I think it, it did grow. I mean, you grow into it, of course. But I think the, the the main things were that my parents just happened to provide the opportunities and the the you know they were there. So I think I just drifted into it. I guess I must be right because children, to an extent, do model their parents, don't they? And if yes. parents have a love of music, and if parents you know, if, if a child can see that their parents are happy when, when music is being played, yeah, then, you know, it's naturally, it's going to be a part of your upbringing and therefore it just becomes a part of who you are. My wife and I, we, we've got two children. They're both very musical and they both sing and they're both involved in choirs. And, you know, so it's, it's you know, kind of history repeating itself, really. Mm. It's, mm. it's very pleasing, actually. Yeah, no, amazing, amazing. Um, okay, right, so so what inspired you then to choose a career in music? I mean, we, we understand how you got into music as a child, but actually making it your profession, the work that you do. It just seemed like a natural choice, to be honest. I mean, you know, I, I, I really didn't think there were any other options. When I, when I uh, I suppose when I was thinking about careers and stuff, like music was always going to be on the... The, G, the I suppose it was O levels in the days, GCSEs now, and then A levels. Um, music, there was no question that music wasn't going to be part of that. And and then you know I was only interested in looking at music as university thing. So that was, I suppose was the point when I was showing a real commitment towards 
an, an, well, an acknowledgement that music was going to be a, a very key part of whatever I do in the future. Mm. Um, and I honestly think if anyone's really, you know, is a musician, you know, is a young musician, you know, and, you know, they're learning those skills and they're learning that love and all that kind of stuff that, that goes into musical performance, then I do think that it's going to be something that's going to be part of your future. <laughs> no matter how far you want to run away from it, it's mm. going to come back. Mm. It's going to get you. Um, so, you know, it didn't have to work too hard to keep me <laughs> keep me involved in the musical side of things. Yeah. Um, so there was that. Now, um, so when I left university, obviously I was performing and involved in Cathedral Choir at Canterbury and various other things that come away come from that in terms of teaching I didn't immediately go into teaching I thought about going into teaching um uh when I was at university and I thought maybe I couldn't decide whether I wanted to do stay on and do a master's degree or whether I wanted to do the PGCE so I actually made a simple decision that if I get a 2-1 I'll do uh the masters and I've got two two I do the um I do the the, the teaching and in fact I got the two one so I did the masters and then moved on and ended up being a performer and then in working in publishing for quite a few years actually after after um after university so then got to the end of the 1990s and was wondering what I was going to do and actually the the PGC idea came back again um my mum's a teacher my sister's a teacher so you know we it's kind of in the blood, really. It, it and, was uh, it was niggling at you, wasn't it? I could tell. It was niggling. It yeah. was there. Yeah. So so I so I got on the the PGC course at Christchurch and uh, and really you know just got into the teaching and that was twenty four years ago, which is <laughs> seems, doesn't seem that long. <laughs> no. Well, time speeds up the older we get, so it's, oh, uh, it's one of those harsh realities. Yeah. Okay, so let's imagine then that I'm I'm a parent who has a child who is who is musical. And I'm musical as well as a parent. And let's imagine that uh, that the child is is in year six right now. And I, as the parent, uh, I'm looking around for a school to send them to for year seven onwards. Tell me a little bit about how music looks at St. Lawrence College. Right. Uh, well, we, in terms of uh, the senior school, obviously the junior school at St. Lawrence has got a very active musical scene, as do we. It's yes, we have um, obviously we offer music lessons in terms of the uh, the classroom curriculum, of course, and every student who comes to St Lawrence will do music in year seven and eight, and have an option to do it in year nine, and then continue on into GCSE and A level. So that whole academic side of it is is obviously ingrained in what we're doing. But I do think the strength of what we do is beyond the classroom. It's the it's the um, the peripatetic or the visiting music teachers, as we call them here. Um, you know the the one to one that they are providing on a day to day basis um, is very important. I think and that care and that nurture, which is which I think is a, a young musician absolutely needs. Um, I think we've also got, you know, a range of activities, ensembles, concerts, all the kind of things that I mentioned earlier um, are a very, uh, uh, not only an important thing for the individual students, but also for the community as well. Now, St. Lawrence College is a very caring community Mm. um, and, you know, there's very much a sense of the individual student going on here, which I think is a, a, a very ingrained in the the ethos of the school mm. um and that means that of course that, that, that i think music is has a very important part to play in there in terms of um you know opening up new lines of expression um for the students and outlets for you know that kind of you know inner thoughts or whatever but also 
a very uh, important thing for the for the for, for, for the the way that this, this the school looks out as well. You know, it's the shop window as well. I mean, you know, and the people talk about this in various schools, but I think it is a very important thing here. Um, that you know that that. We're here. I mean, the thing that we're trying to do here at this school is to develop the whole and our three hundred and sixty degrees around the pupil. You know, and you know, and the development not only as academically, and but we're we're trying to develop them in emotionally and creatively and artistically, and you know, and I I do think that's you know uh, a very important. This department particularly has a very important role to play in that. Mm. Tell me a bit more about these visiting music teachers. I mean, you know, I, I imagine that it's quite straightforward to learn something like the piano or violin. But but what other instruments are included in in those visiting teachers? Well, um, we 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 obviously cover all the sort of classical instruments that you'd expect to find in an orchestra, so woodwind and string instruments and brass and um, to a certain extent percussion as well. But obviously, we're also covering, um, I suppose, what we traditionally call the rock instruments as well. So. Um, electric guitar, electric bass, drum kit, um, things like that, and also singing as well, which is a very important thing as well. Um, and in fact, we've just appointed a new singing teacher; who's very, very good. So, um, so you know, I think there's some very exciting things going to be happening there as well. And obviously, I'm I come from a singing background as well. So, so mm. if you so if your if your child is a singer, send them to St Lawrence College. <laughs> okay, yeah. I love it. Uh, let's stay. Let's stay with. Um... Let's stay with singing for a moment then. When you're singing yourself, what kind of things do you enjoy to sing? Oh, uh, I, I do all sorts of things. My, my, uh, in terms of what I'm singing, um, a lot of the time is ecclesiastical music. So it's obviously church music and that sort of thing from the cathedral music perspective. But I'm also doing, um, I'm part of a comedy act actually called the Good Gnus, which is um, a group of three of us. Um, uh, who who are actually we're all connected with Canterbury Cathedral, but we now we've now all left <laughs> various ways. But but we but we are um, we we put on programs of comic songs by Flans and Swan, Peter um, Peter Skellen, Richard Stilgo, uh, Noel Coward, some mm-hmm. of our own stuff as well. Awesome. a few things. So so you know so so th- th- there's that sort of slightly light-hearted stuff, which is which is becoming. We've done about sixty or seventy concerts. Mm. of those sort of things Gosh. over about 20 years wow. um uh, i also conduct two choirs so we're so so we're looking into a wide range of repertoire from the choral society and and chamber choir kind of repertoire so that that can that can extend from bark and handle to um some jazz and close harmony and some things like that so i'm i'm very broad church i mean my personal interest i i, I love jazz um and um you know that's my that's that's the kind of music I think I would listen to as a sort of a relaxing thing, really. Now, to some people, some of these names might sound a little bit intimidating, and and you know when when you talk about Bach or or Talis or or anybody like that, people might you know Google them if they don't know any of their music, and then find a wealth of music and not know where to start with it. If there was someone who was quite keen on exploring the world of music a little bit more, dipping a toe in the water, maybe if they if they haven't dipped in or haven't jumped in at all. Where would you recommend they start? I think they should start always start with where they feel comfortable. Um, you know, so if your son or daughter is into pop music or is into music theatre or loves church music or whatever, then that's where they should start. I think, but mm. um, I, 
it's wonderful now that we've actually got so much access mm. to music through the internet, you know, Spotify and YouTube and all these sort of um, bases, which are, which are, which are, you know, was unheard of when, you know, you and I, I suspect we were, were, you know, learning our trade, if you like. Steady, <laughs> John, you're, you're eating me here as well now. <laughs> it's fair enough, sorry, you know. Sorry, Simon, I do, I, I do apologise. But um, but yeah, it's, it's um, you know, I, I do think there's an enormous opportunity out there. And, you know, I, I always say that, you know, yes, develop your own interest, but if you can find other people with like-minded interest and, mm. uh, um, or some kind of way of doing music together, I just always think that's such a better way to um to encourage kind of tenacity and um, sticking power um in music because i do a lot of people go off music particularly when it comes to musical instruments mm. you know for example a kid takes on a musical instrument and then they realize very quickly they've got to sit down and do some practice and actually you know keep slogging away at it um, I always say, well, if you're learning an instrument or you're into a particular music, then why don't you try and get into some kind of an interest group or join an ensemble like we have here at, the, at, at St. Lawrence College? Mm. Um, and you learn so much more from you know like-minded individuals or from sitting next to somebody who's playing the same part as you or a similar instrument, and you pick up a few tips and that you know it's little things like that which you don't get when you're just basically plowing your own trough on your own in a little private world mm. um so i'm i'm very much about that kind of reaching out and and trying to get people in and to you know encourage them to you know to explore music together as a sort of corporate societal act rather mm. than just you know doing it for your own kind of you know i mean there's, there's, in this world i think we're, we're a lot of particularly young people are they're walking around with their headphones on it's all very sort of down on their phone and it's just them and on their own and i just think we need to break through that mm. and mm. let's open it out and get people involved and in participation and sharing it and you know and that's how the, you then start making connections out to other things we can also, I mean, institutionally within the music department, we can put on a curriculum in lessons, for example, where, you know, they have to study stuff. So we're trying to introduce music, which they might not necessarily listen to, but make them go sit up and go, oh, I quite like, like, I quite like that. Well, yeah, that's quite interesting. Tell me a bit more about that. You know, we do get those moments. And, you know, that's, I think that's a very valuable thing as well. Okay, so we talked about what music looks like for, for, for people who maybe are dipping their toe in the water of music, but how about someone who, or m maybe let's go back to that parent with a child in year six, and maybe actually my child in year six is a, is a bit of a musical genius. How, are you, how is the school able to look after uh, a child like that to make sure that they are sort of pushed sufficiently so that they can really make the most of that talent? Well, I'm very well. First thing I absolutely think is that our staff that we've got um, are very experienced. You know, all of the staff that are teaching here, either in the classroom, in, I'm not talking about music here, but um, but music music teachers in the classroom, or indeed the, the visiting music teachers are active musicians outside of school. Um, you know, we're not just teaching music; we are actually players, and we are, you know, and and you know, I think that is so important because that just brings a whole new dimensions um and experience and points of reference for these for the, for these young people so you know and and they are skilled musicians and um so i think that's that's the main principal resource i would say um i think we provide a platform for those sort of pupils as well so there's plenty of performing opportunities you know we do chapel twice a week we have concerts we have 
you know, um, productions, you know, these people can, you know, can absolutely shine here um, on, on that sort of thing. We also have, of course, access to things outside of school as well. So in, for example, our scholarship program, we run trips and talks and things like that outside of school, um, you know, to, to link into, say, county ensembles or to link into some of the uh, Saturday morning school teaching that's done at things like the Guildhall or the Royal College of Music or the Royal Academy. You know, so we can we can we can we can open those doors as well. We don't you know, it's not necessarily something we just do here. It can be, you know, we're, we're kind of representatives of a wider musical community, I think. And, you know, you know we just want to hold a few doors open for these people. I love that. I love that. Um, John, I'm keeping an eye on time. We're, we're, we're going to need to to bring this episode to a close in a minute. But I've got one last question, which is always a tricky question. But but I do love to ask this question of anyone who's involved in the world of music. If you were stuck on a desert island, you could only have the music of one composer or one band or one singer or or just just one person who makes music. Who would you choose? Do you know? There's a there's a there's an artist who I've got into in recent years who I really really like and that's Jacob Collier. Oh. I think he's a fabulous. He's just so creative and interesting, and everything he produces just seems to be so new. So I, I he would be, he, he would be a, a, from a contemporary point of view. I think he would certainly be somebody I'd be very interested. Okay. In um, he's got huge talent as well, and yeah, but not enormous. only that, he because he's very young. He's also worked with people like Coldplay and various other yeah. bands as well, which is which yeah. is you know great to bridge that gap as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I mean, I think he's really interesting. Um, in terms of going, if you want a, a composer, oh gosh, um, I always, I mean, the composer I really loved as a young man really was uh, was Ray Fawn Williams, English composer, mm. in the late 19th, 20th century. And his music has always, I've always sat up and listened to his music. But I've also got into a guy who had a very local connection to us here, which is Richard Roddy Bennett. Okay. Who, in fact, actually opened the room, I'm, the very room I'm sitting in now. Ah. Um, he actually, his name is above the door. Um, but he, yeah, but he, Richard, uh, yes, Richard Ronnie Bennett was an English composer, um, largely based in New York towards the end of his life, but he wrote a lot of film music. But he grew up in, well, had a um, large part of his youth was spent in Broadstairs, where his aunt used to run a, a guest house. So I'm, I'm quite interested in his music. But Thomas Tallis, you keep mentioning him. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just, I mean, there are so many. These, that's, that's a horrid question to ask I somebody know, who's into I know. music. <laughs> <laughs> which, which child, which child would you save? You know, that's that's sort of question <laughs> it is a bit it is a bit okay john if anybody wants to find out more about music at st lawrence college how could they get in touch with you uh well my email address is jrw at slcuk.com um and uh, an email will always ping its way to me or uh, obviously contact the, the the school on the main number and uh, i will always respond to any inquiries or to any um uh, any questions and um, be more than happy to come and meet people or for people to come into the school and to 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 have a little walk a walk around the music department and uh uh and we'll be very very happy to have anybody here um who's who has a love of music excellent well we'll put a link to your email address in the show notes but in the meantime john thank you for being here talking to us today about music thank you absolute pleasure simon thank you very much so there we are. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, please do get in touch with the school. But in the meantime, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.